Guests of 104.9 The Horn appear via the Taco Bell hotline. Taco Bell, think outside the bun. Good morning. It's a beautiful day here in Austin, Texas, and you are listening to Roster Watch. Brought to you by rosterwatch.com. We're talking everything, and I mean everything fantasy football, and taking your calls too. So call us at 447 ESPN. That's 447 3776. This is the Trash Man. I'm here with two of my best buds, Byron Lambert and Alex Dunlap. How are you doing this, Dunlap, how are you doing this morning, guys? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here in the studio. It looks like we might actually get a drop of rain in Austin, Texas today. So happy Another to be one. here. Alex, we're going to get some rain? Some mist, at least. <laughs> we got some. Rain, we got some pretty good rain yesterday, actually. First day, nice. second day of ACL. I got three. How did, your, rain. how did your ACL performance go, Dorian? Uh, it was. It was good. It was really good. Cool. For a one o'clock show, uh, we had a really good crowd, a really enthusiastic crowd, and a great show. Um, or, uh, yeah, I play for a band uh, called Cowboy and Indian. So check us out if you get the chance. What so, about you, Alex? You out there playing some gigs or what, man? Yeah, where, yeah. Where are you this morning? I, I don't even know the name of the town. I just know we got in a, we we got in a sprinter from San Francisco after the show, and now it's uh, it's six a.m. in this town, an hour outside of San Francisco. I think it's called Salida. But. Oh, so is it Salida? Salinas? So, yeah, maybe Salida. I don't know. Wow. Well, we have John Miller from Philly Sports Daily a little later here in the show, so hang around for that. But first things first, let's take a spin around the Fantasy Planet, brought to you by Planet Fitness. All right, guys, um, we're going to talk about a couple of couple of matchups, some just some some current news uh, going on around the NFL today. This is brought to our listeners by Planet Fitness Austin, the Judgment Free Zone. Uh, they have five awesome locations around town. Real easy to go over there and get a quick workout in. Uh, visit planetfitness.com to find out about their memberships that start at only $10 a month. Um, I wanted to go ahead and get started. A place we've had, we've had to visit on the spin around the, the fantasy planet a couple of times the last few weeks is Houston, and that's where we need to start today because it's all been about Arian Foster. Um, it looks like he is back and set to start. So what I wanted to key in on for our listeners is the guys with the Ben Tate conundrum. Uh, I, I wanted to, to get y'all's opinion on that and just let, let's fill our, our listeners in on what to do if they're in that situation. The situation of owning Ben Tate? Yeah, if you've got him on your roster, what are you doing today? I mean, he had a great game last week. You got he did, him. I mean, but, you know, Arian wasn't in last week, and 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 – uh, everything that I've seen out of the out of the Texans camp this week has indicated that they're trying to get him on the upside. You know, it, at, at least twenty touches. You know, Lance came on the show. Uh, Lance Zerline from the Houston Chronicle came on the show two weeks ago, saying that this was a that this was a, a about a twenty-two day thing for a for somebody that you know was just a was just a normal healer. Uh, Arian Foster was known to be kind of a fast healer with stuff He's like, like this. Wolverine. Yeah, man, we're coming into like Wolverine. <laughs> so if we're coming into day like twenty six or twenty seven, I think now he's going to be ready to go, man. I I I'd like him to get about twenty touches. I like Ben Tate to get about ten touches, but you know he's he's not. Hey, and don't, don't forget Derek Ward too. He's going to get some touches no. if he's healthy. I think okay, I think Derek well, I think Derek Ward's out today. I believe Derek Ward's out today, and that's that's the main reason. I mean, when you're talking at ten plus touches for Ben Tate in a game that could be, I'm saying you're not going to want to start either of those players. 
Ben Tate or Derek Ward. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't love starting Ben Tate this week either. I mean, if you're in a tough spot like I am in, in our league where, you know, your third running back's Marshawn Lynch or something like this, and yeah, roll the I'd put I'd put him in. I mean, I think he's still better than a lot of people's flex options if you're in a bind. Um, and then what about Daniel Thomas on the Miami side? They say he's slated to come back and get about 30% of the workload. I would imagine it's pretty hard to, to start him his first week back, but I guess that has some effect 30% on 30% of the I mean, have you seen anything? I mean, we had all this preseason hype about Daniel Thomas. We did our player spotlights on him. You know, everything that we've seen coming out of, you know, coming out of college was fantastic, but I haven't seen anything out of the guy yet to even make me think that I would want to start him on my fantasy team. He gets stuffed at the goal line. I mean, he, he does get the goal line carries. He is going to get those I, I carries. I, he, I don't know. Well, more, I, I, more importantly than how does that affect Reggie Bush today? Do you, do you guys see him? I mean, he had a pretty good week one with the touchdown and about 80 or 90 total yards. So is this going to really have a, a negative effect on him for guys who put him in their flex spot? I mean, Reggie Bush has the ability to score from way out. Um, so I don't think goal line carries are going to affect him too, too much. He's going to get his. Yeah, and, you know, also what, the other thing is once they get down there to the goal line, they've been they, – they, they throw to Brandon Marshall a lot out of, out of play action. If, if you noticed how many times they, you know, they they were thrown to him so much where it was almost like you know you'd think that Sperano had him on his fantasy team, you know, <laughs> just you know over and over and over again. He, he was he was targeted in the end zone from real close in. So I don't know how much I really like Daniel Thomas. I'm gonna have to see more out of the guy here at this level during the regular season before I feel super comfortable putting him in as, he, in, as even a flex play. Absolutely. Well, then, and while we're talking about Texas teams, since we were just talking about the Texans, we ought to go ahead and hop over and talk a little bit about the Cowboys after that devastating loss uh, last Sunday night. It was just unbelievable. Tony Romo ruining my weekend again. It was a gut-wrencher. I could not believe that. Thank God I'm not a Cowboys fan. Well, and the, and, the, and the latest news there, so this game is in San Francisco, so these guys are on the road, and the latest news there that actually is semi-relevant to me today because I am matched up against the formidable, formidable <laughs> trash man, a.k.a. Freeganomics today. And one Freeganomic of the, principle. One of the key cogs in Top his and one of the key cogs in his team is a guy that we all really love, Des Bryant. Oh, my boy. But they are saying, Peter King did report last night that even though they're saying he's questionable, he, from all of his sources, Des Bryant is most likely out for today's game. Hey, he also thought Brett Favre wasn't coming back. So, for, for me, that puts a little smile on my face. I never like to see. I, I like watching Des, but I... Against him today, I'd love to see him sit. What do, what do you guys think it's about right. that? Johnny Knox is gonna is gonna make up for it. But um, I love God, it. I love hearing <laughs> Knox instead of Dez. This is great news for Miles Austin fans. I tell you that. Um, Dez, he had a great game for part of the game. He and he toughed it out. He actually played a good part of the game last week. Um, I don't know if it actually helped the team. Um, I think if he is out, it's probably a good thing. Let him rest up. Um, yeah, if you have some better options there, I would go. Yeah, ahead and it, if, if you listen to our show last week, we reported whenever nobody else, that everybody else was reporting that it was going to be, uh, it was going to be uh, Revis on Miles Austin and uh, last week Dallas versus the Jets, Revis versus Miles Austin and uh, and Cromartie. Uh, over versus Des Bryant, whereas we were reporting, uh, you know, what we'd gotten from from Dan Shanka at, at, at com was that 
you know, Revis was going to be over there on Dez, and so and and that was what happened. And we were keeping a real close eye on him. He he, he was he was kind of gimpy during that game. I, I thought that was more of a cramps deal. Uh, you know, obviously he had the setback this week, and yeah, it's great news for great news for uh, Miles Austin owners. Uh, but you know, it's still uh, it's one of these deals where Dez is a big horse, man. I, I and, and, until until I hear he's officially out. I'm not going to completely discount his chances of playing, but yeah. Yeah, what, and it's a late game, so uh, you got a little bit. Of yeah. it. It's just one of those. It's, it's it's one of these deals when, man, and you guys know how this is. These late afternoon game time decisions. A lot of times, you got to make a choice between a guy that plays earlier in the day who might not be as good that you know is playing, and a guy later on in the afternoon who, if he's not playing, you only have a Sunday night game and a Monday night game to, to get that extra, you know, get that extra game in, and you might pick somebody up off of, you know, just out of the free agent pool. And, and during a little bit later, we'll be talking about some of, you know, <laughs> in case you want to do that, some of the trash you might want to be digging through in the trash heap of his. Well, yeah, I'll tell you, the Cowboys are hoping that Des Bryant nurses himself back back to good health in as quickly as possible. When I am wanting to nurse myself back into good health, the first thing I do is head straight over to Planet Fitness here in Austin. And the ab coaster. The, hey, the ab coaster. I can, the ab coaster. It, it, it made for a terrific summer, let me tell you guys. Spending a lot of time on that ab coaster out by the pool. Uh, but anyways, they got five great locations around town. They are the judgment-free zone. There's no lunks. There's no meatheads. Uh, they do have everything you need. I go over there, um, have my pick of the litter on the, as far as the... Uh, Cardio is concerned, which is always troublesome at other gyms. I can hit the bike. I can hit the elliptical. I can hit the stair stepper. And then they also have all the free weights and machines that you'll ever need over there and a really friendly staff. So we want everybody to go to Planet ESPN Fitness. ESPN on the TV. Hey, ESPN on hey 50-inch screens, bunches of them. Right. So make sure and visit planetfitness.com. Find out about their memberships that start at only $10 a month. Uh, and they are also open 24 hours uh, a day, Monday through Friday. So anybody that has a weird week, uh, work schedule, it's a perfect place for them. All right, guys, um, we are going to take it to break now. We're going to be back in just a couple of minutes with John uh, John Miller. He is from Philly Sports Daily. We're going to be talking everything fantasy football related with the Eagles. So uh, listeners, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You are live on 104.9 The Horn. Austin's FM Sports Talk, streaming live at ESPNAustin.com, also on AM 1260. Welcome back, fantasy footballers. It is week two of the NFL regular season. We are pumped today. Uh, This is Roster Watch. Live on 104.9 The Horn, we are brought to you by RosterWatch.com. This is where we post all of our articles on fantasy football strategy, many of which are quite hilarious. Today we are going to be joined by John Miller of Philly Sports Daily. Uh, We're going to be talking everything fantasy relevant as far as the Eagles are concerned. And uh, Alex, I want you to kick this off because you were telling me about a very interesting article that John had regarding LaShawn McCoy and Brian Westbrook. John, are you there, sir? Yeah, how you guys doing this morning? We're doing well. How are you? Good. Uh, good. Getting psyched up for uh, Eagles and Falcons, which is a fascinating Absolutely. game. Uh, you, got a, you got a big one on your hands tonight, huh? Yeah, yeah. And Well, you know, it's the Falcons are an interesting case because you wonder 
are they any good? Right. <laughs> and, you know, they, they, everybody kind of assumes they're not going to fall to 0-2, but there's some weaknesses. And now suddenly you've heard this week people are questioning how good Matt Ryan really is. So, so I think it's uh, – and obviously the Vic return is a fascinating subplot as well. So uh, it'll be uh, yeah, a good game. Well, I just couldn't believe. I mean, I thought. I mean, I understand the Falcons are a good team, and you know the Julio Jones draft choice. I guess was an, an was a nice one, but uh, I, I had no. I couldn't understand why everybody was jumping on the Falcons as this Super Bowl band, bandwagon this year. And I think they're about to be zero and two. I mean, especially after watching that game in Chicago. I I do think Matt Ryan's an overrated fantasy co- quarterback. What uh, what? How, how do you think this game's going to shape up tonight, John? Well, you know, there's a critical um, component for the Eagles um, that will have a huge impact that no one's paying attention to, which is that Jason Peters, who's the left tackle, is questionable. He's got an ankle injury, um, and he may not play. And in his place would be King Dunlap, who is not great. Um, so it's not the blind side because Vic's a left-handed quarterback, mm-hmm. but... We were talking here this week about the pass rush the Falcons could can put on with John Abraham and Ray Edwards and how daunting that would be with Peters, who's a good left tackle in the lineup. Without Peters and with Dunlap there, it really has a chance to muddy things up. And, you know, you guys see across the NFL every week, one of these little tweaks like that can, can change the complexion of an entire football game. So heading into this game today, I think that's a big factor if Peters can play, he's not going to be at full strength. And the Falcons obviously have a lot to go. I, I think the, I can see the Falcons. Uh, they're very good at home. I can see the Falcons winning this football game. Absolutely. Wow. So you heard it. You, you heard it from the man. We're 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 here with John Miller, Philly Sports Daily and Eagles Radio Network. What's up, John? This is Alex. How how are you? Hey, Alex. Hey, listen, love your article this week about, uh, and I wanted to touch on it a little bit where you did a. Uh, you did a comparison between between Shady McCoy and Brian Westbrook, and there's yep. some similarities there, and some comparisons that you made that when I read them, I was just, I I couldn't I, I couldn't believe some of the material. It, would you mind sharing some uh, some of those uh, similarities and correlations with, with with our listeners here? Well, yeah, it started um, actually after the game last week. We had a caller call up and say. Is, we- is McCoy off to a better start in his career than Westbrook was? And he actually definitely is, because Westbrook barely played his first season. Sure. Um, and if you look statistically at it, uh, Westbrook had a very interesting career, and you really can't measure everything he did by statistics. Um, and he returned punts, and he did spectacular things. And McCoy is, they don't look anything alike when they're running the football. Um, but McCoy is, uh, in a lot of ways, for, first off, for, for the Eagles, you could never have expected to replace Brian Westbrook as seamlessly and as well as they did. And McCoy's numbers certainly stack up to Westbrook's, um, especially early on in his career, because he catches the football. He had 78 catches last year. He runs very effectively. He's a strong runner, um, different type of a runner, but... Uh, they're similar backs if you put them in the, you know, kind of the grand picture of running backs and that they're neither one of them is huge. They're both very shifty and they move well, uh, but they run the ball very differently. But statistically, they stack up really well to each other. Um, and I know in my fantasy draft, McCoy went pretty high. Now, maybe there's a bit of a hometown uh, aspect <laughs> right. to that. But, but 
I hope guys, pick, people around the, uh, that listen to your show picked up McCoy early on because he's a great fantasy running back. There's no question about that because he does everything. Uh, and he's really turned into an all-purpose back. And I'll tell you also, when his rookie season was Westbrook was battling injuries and everybody they were talking about McCoy as his replacement. And Westbrook really had a tough season. And McCoy did not look good to me. And there were flashes when he could run, but there's hundreds of guys who can run in the NFL, right? Right. Sure. Ben Tate, for one. You know, I mean, who's Ben Tate? <laughs> ben Tate comes in, he looks as good as Arian Foster last week. We found out last so, week. That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So, but McCoy, between his rookie season and his second season, he got a lot stronger. He really worked hard on the mental aspects of the game. And, and as important as anything, he worked on his blocking. And he's become a very... He's become a good blocker. Now, I won't say a very good blocker, but that's a very underrated piece of a running back's game. And McCoy's good at it now, and Westbrook was always great at it. Right. And I've talked to a lot of people around the NFL, and they tell me that a running back has to be able to block. Otherwise, he becomes one-dimensional, and the defense knows what's coming. And the best example of that is Reggie Bush. If Reggie Bush could block, everything would be different, but he can't. Right. Um, so, so McCoy is really that all-purpose back, and very much like Westbrook, and the Eagles kind of struck gold with them. Wait, Do we have is, to give... Which is very important for that for for that offense and, and for our listeners that and for our listeners that, that, that play in points per reception leagues for, for guys that you always want to keep your your eyes out for for guys who who the coaches um, who the coaches uh, give give accolades to for blocking well because that means that they're going to be in on those third down situations where they right. they could be targeted for some of those receptions out of the flat. And is John right. is this just a case where we have to give Andy Reid? Just much kudos for for knowing exactly what type of players fit his system because, as I remember it, I, I don't I don't remember Lashawn McCoy coming out with a whole lot of hype out of college. Maybe that's just because he was from Pitt. Can you can you kind of expand on that a little bit? Was he a sleeper coming out of the draft that year? Has he overperformed? He was a, he was a second round pick, so you can't say he's overperformed. I think it's um, he's performed a like a first surprised. round pick. Well, yes. And it's also, and one of the things I wrote in the article, too, uh, this past week was Westbrook was the man, um, which has no statistical, uh, uh, you know, significance. But he was the man on those teams, and that's he was the person defensive coordinators obsessed over. McCoy is not. So he's still, even in this town, he's kind of under the radar because it's such a Michael Vick offense right now. And it always will be as long as Vic is the quarterback. So he's not he's 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 still a sleeper here. Even here he's a sleeper, I would say. And people will call up after the game and they'll say during the week, Boy, McCoy's good, isn't he? And then we'll just move on to the next topic. So it's uh it's an interesting thing. He's he's and it's he he has a personality. He's on Twitter all the time. He's funny you know, he started this whole thing with uh OCU Manura in the off season, um, calling him names, and it turned into a little bit of a fight. But it's kind of weird. He's very much under the radar. I guess it's just the Michael Vick shadow that does it. Well, and big shadow. And, and since we're talking Eagles running backs, I did have a quick question. I'm sure you got a little better inside information for me on. Is I preseason? I was starting to have kind of starting to have some dreams about 
Ron, about Ronnie about Ronnie Brown becoming some kind of touchdown vulture in that high powered offense is that right. something we're still going to see maybe unfold or can I forget about that or, or what what do you think on that front? You know, in the red zone, it makes a lot of sense that Brown would get into a football game. Um, and the Eagles last year in the red zone were awful and terrible um, in short yardage, bad in short yardage. Uh, so Brown could pick that up, but he really didn't touch the ball a whole lot last week. Uh, and McCoy picked up all of his numbers in the fourth quarter. I think he had 95 of his 128 rush yards in the fourth quarter of that game. And that's what Andy Reid always wants to do. He wants to build up a big lead and then salt it away at the end by running the football. They're not going to run the football in the first half, really, ever. So if you have McCoy on your fantasy team and you look up at halftime, you're going to be panicked. So, but don't worry about that. Wait, wait, <laughs> but if it's a close game, he's not going to put up numbers. Them, them. Um, but but getting back to Ronnie Brown, I he's not going to touch the ball more than ten times a game. He could end up vulturing a few of those touchdowns, I think for sure. Uh, the Eagles tend to not run the ball, even if it's fourth and goal from the one. They're going to throw. Um, so McCoy's actually a better weapon at that point. Uh, they tried to run the Wildcat once last week. It didn't do anything. I think the Wildcat has. Uh, run its course. I don't think anybody's really going to be successful with it. So, Especially I mean, Brown's a very good runner, but I just don't think he's going to get much part of Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, better to run it with Vic than Brown. Well, and then also, John, I have a very special question here about my own personal fantasy team, and this is sponsored by uh, one of our favorite bars around town, Ten Oak, uh, at 5th in Colorado. And wh- what I wanted to know is, I drafted Jeremy Macklin. I, you know, I, I like what I saw out of him last year. I know he was a, I think the 18th pick of the first round by Andy Reid after they already had Deshaun Jackson, which was a, cur- a curious move by Andy Reid, which tells me that he really likes a guy, plans on making him a weapon. And the guy had about a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns last year. Now I know he was sick this offseason. He put up a real stinker last week. Do I need to be worried or is he going to find his way back in this high, high powered offense? I think he'll. Um, I think he'll be fine. Uh, my personal Just fantasy. <laughs> I think he'll be. No, I think he'll. I think he'll put up numbers similar um, to what he did last year. Uh, there's a lot of people around town that think Macklin's a better receiver than Jackson. And if you look back at the game by games from last year, you'll see one week Jackson would have a big game, one week Macklin would have a big game. Will, they'll they'll go whoever's on the lesser cornerback, generally speaking. Um, and the Falcons' secondary is not good, so they can withstand the pass rush tonight. I'm not sure which receiver will have a big game, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if it were Macklin. So you, I think his numbers will end up being close last year. Maybe he's still kind of rounding into shape a bit, so maybe he'll be down a little, but he'll be fine. And is he gonna, is Steve Smith or Jason Avant going to vulture him at all this year, or do you not see Steve Smith playing a huge role yet? I um, they they could knock everybody down a little bit. The fact that they have Smith on the team uh, and Smith is, I think, on the play tonight. That's that was the latest. Um, and he was in the you lineup. Heard here, you heard it here, listeners. You heard it here. I I I, I, I was the, I was unaware of that. But he's also the fourth receiver on the team. Well, as good as he may be, he's the fourth receiver. So maybe, you think, so, maybe. Do you think with the talent level that that, that Steve Smith has that he that he has the ability to break into the rotation in any more significant way than just, than just being a fourth wide receiver eventually? 
I think he's going to be the fourth receiver all season long. Um, I, th- as much as anything, I believe that they got Smith as leverage against Deshaun Jackson, who's in the last year of his contract. Oh. Um, so, but I think he's the fourth receiver. They love Avant in the slot, and Avant will put up numbers just like he did last year. But maybe everybody loses five percent off of their numbers because of Smith's presence. Um, and maybe it's a situation like you have in so many other uh, teams with the running backs, where you know you can't you, you have to either have to handcuff the running backs together or you just don't get the numbers uh, because the Eagles receivers as a whole, they, I would think their numbers would all be slum, somewhat diminished because there are four good ones there. Well, let's just hope that the Eagles increase their offense by five percent to offset that. <laughs> well, well, so far so good. <laughs> hey, well, John, we got to run here. Thank you for your time. Good stuff on the Eagles. Yeah, well, good, John, good luck tonight. We're glad to have you, and we can't yeah, wait to have you back on. It's the uh, it's it's. I figured it was. Uh, I figured it was the one week we we might be able to get John on because they got the they got the uh, night game, and he's got his Eagles radio network stuff to do. And we do appreciate having you, man. And hopefully, we can have you on again real soon. Great stuff. Tonight. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Great sir. Thank you, John. Call us. Call us at four four seven ESPN with your questions. So if you got some time to spend this evening or any time this week, um, check out Ten Oak on 409 Colorado Street. Um, they have great burger beer special on Monday night. And the famous Pop Rock Teeny, Alex's favorite cocktail. Our very own pop king rock. of Pop Rock. Nothing, <laughs> nothing gets me going like some good Pop Rock. <laughs> Anyways, folks, well... We are coming to you from 104.9 The Horn. This is Roster Watch, brought to you by rosterwatch.com from ESPN Austin's FM Sports Talk, streaming live at ESPNAustin.com, also on AM 1260. We'll be right back. Welcome back, fantasy footballers. This is Roster Watch. We are so glad to have you guys on with us live today. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Straight Music. We want all of your calls. Please call in with your st- sit-start questions uh, as soon as possible, 447-ESPN, 447-3776. We're ready to help you in a week where there's a lot of interesting matchups. All right, fellas. Uh, we are going to get started here by bringing our very own Fantasy Trash Man in, Dorian Colbert. Oh, my God. Uh, I hope everybody... The re- of the truck, the smell of <laughs> the nasty hey, I hope everybody rolled their trash cans down to their curb this morning, because that looks like one trash big, big filthy sorry, truck man. rolling down my street. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can smell it from San Francisco, California. <laughs> let's let's get good, ready to dive in the dumpster, fellas. Too. Here's Dorian. All right, so I'm going to talk about some uh, some of my trash picks this week. But first, I was going to talk about some of my trash picks that killed it in week one. Um, first big Mike Tolbert. It wasn't really a trash pick, but it wasn't a guy a lot of people were banking on, and he went huge in week one. Also, Fred Davis, tight end of the Redskins, went huge as well. Got to uh, give you props on that one, man. Got to give you props on that one. You first told me about Fred Davis, and I thought he was a character from Happy Days or something. And he is now being spotlighted on rosterwatch.com, so make sure and check out the player spotlight on him that has just been updated. Right. And so, and also we talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick last week and Rex Grossman also with really good games. Uh, so I'm going to get into it. Uh, first, we have uh, Chad Henney. Um 
a guy that a lot of people coming into the season um, really weren't planning on having in their fantasy teams. Um, <laughs> we know Tom Brady had an amazing game um, last Monday night, um, but Henny had an amazing game as well. Had over 400 yards passing, three touchdowns, and almost 60 yards rushing. He's like uh, Steve Young out there or something. Um, he may not have a performance like that again this season, but wouldn't you like to be the owner that plays him if he does? Also, um, a guy, I don't know if he's going to be valuable right now, right off the bat, but he's a guy who looks, um, who stands to, um, get a lot of action. And that's Jerome Harrison of the Detroit. Oh, Rangers. God. We're already getting this far into the zone. Put on your goggles. It's time to go fishing it, for trash. Because the thing is, a lot, of people th- a lot of people thought that Maurice Morris was going to be the guy to own if Jabba Best goes down. And Jabba Best might go down. He went down last season. Yeah, um, he always goes down. And he's had a terrible concussion history. Right. So Jerome Harrison looks like the guy, if you want to <laughs> handcuff somebody right. for Jabba Best, that's who you want to do it with. That's just garbage. That's, I mean, that you're you're going to have a time see. split between Jerome Harrison and Maurice Morris. Talk about a two-headed I don't know. out there. You, you remember, no we remember that. that huge game Harrison had in Cleveland not too long ago. I think I think he has the potential to do good things there in Detroit. Um, next Sneaky, up, trashy. <laughs> we had um, Muhammad Massacoy, um, wide receiver from the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I, we know we've been hearing a lot about Greg Hill. Alex has a big crush on him. <laughs> Um, but Magical, he almost had 80 yards last week. Um, and he only stands to get more confident, um, with quarterback Colt McCoy at the helm. Um, I was a Massaquai guy going into last season. I actually yeah, started I him la- early that. last year and got a couple of good games out of him, and then it was just stinker central after that. <laughs> yeah, but- and, and, you know, as, as far as, as far as, I'm actually a little bit, I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily how sure I, how, how high I am on on Massaquai. He's a guy, you know, like Byron said, he was poised for a real breakout year last year that didn't nec- you know didn't really occur. He showed flashes. Uh, you know, th- the reason I was a lot higher on Greg Little is just simply because it seemed like during the preseason his his, his chemistry with Colt was a little bit better. They were targeting him more often, and he's the kind of receiver that we know that Colt loves. Uh, as far as you know. <laughs> I just, I, I think. See, but yeah, that, but Massacoy, he's a little bit hurt earlier on. Um, I think he's getting healthy. And I like the thing the, is, he's, he's I, only. I like the matchup today versus Indiana. Yeah, they, they, they give up the ninth most fantasy points, um, to receivers. And, um, Massacoy is only owned in 8%, at least of Yahoo League. So he may, he might be somebody you might want to roll with. Um, Another guy that I don't think either of you have heard of. Uh, is it's bad when we haven't heard of them. <laughs> Donald, this is our job. Donald Jones, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Never, never heard of him. I haven't met Donald Jones. Why don't you introduce us? <laughs> yeah. Jones was targeted in the red zone twice last weekend, converting once, and was on the field for 25 more snaps than D- David Nelson, who was, the, I guess, the number two, so to speak. Um, with Fitzpatrick throwing balls around like he has been, I think Donald Jones is going to be in for some action. I think there is another wide receiver in Buffalo worth owning, other than well, Stevie Jones. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys one thing: this this segment's brought to us by Straight Music. Uh, speaking of things that are worth owning, uh, if you are somebody who likes to play music as a hobby, if you're like Dorian or myself who do this as a quote-unquote career, <laughs> uh, you, you need to know straight music is where 
is where we go here in town. It's 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 where the musicians in Austin go. Austin's the live music capital of the world, and you cannot be the the not only the the main stop for the music community, but a, a true hub of the music community without earning that trust. Straight music has done exactly that for 48 years over three generations. Uh, there, a little story about straight music. Uh, Two of the best producers that I've worked with here in town, uh, with Dwight Baker and Lars Gornson, both in their studios have have uh, Yamaha grand pianos from Straight Music. These are guys who've worked with artists from all genres, you know, from you know guys locally like Bob Schneider to to you know Enrique Iglesias and you know pop stuff like Kelly Clarkson. Even you know, even older rock bands like you know Blondie and stuff like this. Yeah, so this is where the pros Pop go. Rock teenies. <laughs> this is where the pros go to 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 you know for all their needs as far as pianos. They are Austin's only authorized Yamaha dealer, but they that that does not mean they only have Yamaha pianos. They have you know Steinways, Baldwin's, Kimballs. Much more. It's, you know, if, if you have any need for guitars, if, if hey, you want to get an acoustic guitar for yourself, you know, if you want to get one for your kid, if you'd like to, uh, you, you'd like to start learning, please do not go to a store that reminds you of Walmart to buy your musical instruments. No, you don't. You do not want it. What they sell is farther down the garbage heap than these players. Like, who was this player you were telling me about just now, Dorian? Something Donald like a, Donald Jones. Hey, the, Donald music Jones. does not it, it, carry like, any Donald this, Jones of the music this, world. This, some, some of these places will sell you the Donald Jones <laughs> equivalent of a, of a musical instrument. A musical instrument is an investment. And a, a musical instrument is something that sounds better with time. It gains value with time. Hey, that sounds and, like Donald hey, Jones think, to me. Think about drafting Tom Brady when you, when you shop at Straight Music. That's what you're, you're getting. You're, you're, you're not just getting Tom Brady. You're getting, you, you know, you're getting Tom Brady. You're getting Ray Rice. You know, you're getting, you're getting the Larry Fitzgerald. It, it, I'm telling you, these guys are the pros, pros, pros. Well, and whether or not you're looking for stuff for your own professional engagements or whether you're looking for some stuff to have fun playing music, whatever instrument it is, if it makes a musical sound, they have the straight music and it's straightmusic.com. They have all the best prices in town. Check them out at their two locations. Their south location, uh, they're, they're where, uh, where they're where Lamar kind of hits the 360 and, and Ben White, and at their north location near Lake Line Mall. Well, let's get back from talking from treasure back to trash because that's where we, that's where that's where Dor, that's where Dorian does his best work. He's got that's where he does his business. He's got his mask on and his and his gloves on, ready to get dirty. So let's get back into this week's garbage grab. Oh, well, we'll get back to that right after this break. Um, you're listening to Roster Watch, brought to you by rosterwatch.com. Call us at 447-3776. We're on 104.9 The Horn, Austin's FN Sports Talk, streaming live at ESPNAustin.com, also on AM 1260. We'll be right back. Welcome back, listeners. This is Roster Watch. We are live on 104.9 The Horn, taking all your calls. Get ready to fire up all your sit-start questions. Reach us at 447-ESPN, 447-3776. We're about to get right back uh, to swimming around in the dumpster trying to turn somebody's fantasy trash into your fantasy treasure. Uh, first things first, though, it looks like we've got one of our regulars on the line, Ernie, Ernie. from Cedar Park. How can we help you today, sir? 
Guys. Yo, hey, like Big Earn, what's up, player? <laughs> hey, roster watch is the real deal. I just want folks to know that because, uh, I mean, last week we had that question between Anquan Bolden and Kenny Britt, and I was leaning in Anquan Bolden, but you guys kind of said, hey, put him in the garage, throw Kenny Britt in there. He kind of went off. I don't, yeah, you know. He had a hey, monster. Man, hey, man. He had a you monster. Got a, you got a Lamborghini out on the streets <laughs> last Sunday. Last Sunday, we were four for four last week on our start on our uh, start sit answers. So if you guys have questions, hit us up at four four seven ESPN. That's four four seven three seven seven six. What's up, Burn? What you got this well, week? Well, today I just had a flex play question. I mean, I've got my running backs are D D McFadden, MJD, and then I have my flex. I have Legarrette Blunt. Thinking about, I mean, he had a slow week last week, but I'm really leaning towards Reggie Bush, and I was just going to see what you guys thought about that between Legarrette Blunt and Reggie Bush. I also have Willis McGahey, but I mean, I think he's, uh, I know he's a trashy pick, but. Uh, hey, if uh, No Sean Marino doesn't play. Oh, he's not playing today? There's a chance he might not. We'll see. Yeah, keep, keep an eye on it, because if that's the case against the Bengals at home, you, you, you'd consider it. But Reggie Bush and LeGarrette Blount, I think you'd, or two, the two you're definitely still considering over, over McGahee at yeah. this point. What do you guys think about that for Ernie? Well, uh, Ernie, who all, um, do you have any, do you have any, so is this the same league as you were talking about last week? Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, I have, have I, could throw Kenny, I could throw Kenny Bray in my flex, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with Bolden and Stevie Johnson and sit Kenny Britt because he's playing Baltimore. Baltimore, right. And, uh, but, I mean, there's an the argument that they might be playing from behind and they're going to be chunking the rock up a lot, so you might get some action. But, I mean, Anquan Bolden against Tennessee's D, um, you saw what they did to, you know, to Pittsburgh yeah, last week. It, so. Man, it, Ernie, if I'm doing the deal, if it's me doing it, you're, dude. You're you're, you're you're gonna think I'm crazy, but I'm I might I might something inside me is saying I might go McGahee. Uh Legarrette Blunt has not been exactly what we had expected coming into the season. He's not gonna have what's he's not gonna have a, 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 a an overly easy mm-hmm. you know matchup against the. Against the, against that run defense, it's it's at Minnesota. That defense plays a lot angrier at home. It, it, well, yeah. And the thing, I, is, I and think, the thing is, if, um, if Tampa Bay is playing from behind, it's going to be Ernest Graham in there at running back. Yeah, well, because because he doesn't catch the balls. He doesn't stay in on third down. Who was the other one? It was McGahee Blunt and, and Reggie, Bush. Oh, Reggie Bush. And Reggie Bush against Houston. Well, here's what I I mean. I I'm actually I'm a Legarrette Blunt owner, so I'm actually trying to hold out some hope. I think he's going to rebound this week. I don't think. You have to worry about them getting too far behind. Donovan McNabb threw for only 39 yards last week. Raheem Morris was very, very serious when he said this week they need to get back to their culture, which is bludgeoning people with LeGarrette Blunt for 130 yards a game and setting up play action. Yeah, I do do like the sounds of that. With that said, it is hard to ignore what Reggie Bush did last week. Uh, I believe they are at home against the Texans team, which it's I think stout D. Yeah, well, we'll we'll it's a stout see. Run D. We'll we'll see about that. It's hard to tell after game one, but I expect there to be some points in that game. And you have to love how Reggie Bush was featured last week 
For me personally, I'm I'm actually facing the same exact decision today when I'm playing. Actually, I'm playing the shake weights, aka Alex Dunlap, in our in, in one of our big, big leagues. And I'm leaning towards I'm leaning towards Reggie Bush on this one, Ernie. I just think you're a little bit safer with what you're going to get, and I think their upsides are probably similar. So I'm playing it safe and going Reggie Bush there, bud. Ernie, Ernie, this is Dorian here. I want to say if Noshal Marino is not in. He isn't going to have that opportunity though, because because Reggie, I think doesn't Reggie Bush play? Or wait, is uh, Houston Miami's a that's a uh, that's a that's a three o'clock game, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a later oh, game. Oh, so yeah, so so Ernie, what you do? This is what I do if I'm doing the deal. If no Sean Moreno's out, get get McGahee in there against the Bengals. If he's not, I would roll. With, I, I would roll with Reggie Bush. I okay, agree. yeah, I, I agree. There. Agreed. I agree there. Agreed. I think that's fair to say. You know, McGay, he's going to be in line for some goal line touches if he's getting all the work. He'll be a horse. So, be following our roster watch Twitter. It's easy. It's just at roster watch, and we'll be making sure to update with all the injuries. Sweet guys. Well, hey, I appreciate it, and you guys uh, enjoying the show so far. And I'm kind of bummed you guys couldn't throw in. Hey, what, what's going on with Vy over there in Philly? Oh, but, hey, we, we, uh, it, it was on it my was list. On my list of questions. Was, but we need to move more like a doll. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Yeah. Hey, Ernie, we got to let you go, brother, but uh, thanks for the call and, and good luck this week. Something we're all really looking forward to right now is the fact that the weather's cooling down here in Austin, Texas, and what that means for Alex, Dorian, and myself is we're going to be spending a lot of time outside on the decks at Upper Decks on Barton Springs and Riverside here in Austin. Upper Decks. I mean, God, dude, does that make me miss Austin? What I love a, Upper Decks. What a terrific sports bar. I mean, they've got NFL ticket over there, so you can watch every game you can possibly imagine. If you do choose to sit outside on the decks, they have a massive projection screen out there. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. I mean, there's, there's, there's constantly going something on. You know, the food is great. The staff um, the is are great. great. The, the, everybody there is everybody there is so cool. We, you know, whether you're whether you're interested in watching watching the games, you know, if you're interested in going and, and meeting up with some of your friends at a central location that's close to downtown to maybe meet up before you go down to the warehouse district or something like that, a place where you can play some video games or play some pool, have a few laughs over some beers and, and some, and, and some great burgers. Out. I mean, it's it's just. It's the place to be for. It's a place to be for everything you need sports wise. It's a it's a sports bar, sports bar. Uh, it's upper decks. It's it, it's uh, there. You know, right there at Riverside. And uh, hey, make sure and get there for their Sunday brunch specials. And then also, if you happen to forget to bring a football with you to watch the games, you can always order the stuffed jalapenos because yeah. they are the size <laughs> of a football, and you could literally throw a touchdown with one of those. <laughs> hey, upper decks is always a touchdown. Something I want to ask you guys, it's hard for us to talk about our fantasy teams this week because we're in kind of a, round, in a roster watch round robin with me playing Dorian in one league and with me playing Alex in the other. So real quick, guys, I need some help from my brother. He's joined a 16-team man's league in his law school. He's never played fantasy football in his life. He's been 16-team he's, league. Hey, hey, he's been decimated by injury already. So what I need to know, guys, Anthony Armstrong... Antonio Brown, Jason Avant, or Ocho Cinco? Two of those four. Real quick, guys. Come on. I'm saying Antonio Brown. I'm saying Antonio Brown. And who are the other three? Anthony Armstrong, Chad Ocho Cinco, and Jason Avant. Uh, dude, I, I would I would go with these. I would go with the upside of Ocho Cinco. Maybe this is the week that it clicks. If if it is, you're going to feel silly for. And the know. upside of Antonio hey, Brown. He's, he's the he's the yeah. fourth receiver in New England. 
Yeah, I mean, but still, but still, I mean, it's still, it, I mean, it's still, it's still Chad. And you, with with this deal, you know, he buy stock and Tom Jets, Brady. So that's all the time we have today, folks. Uh, come back next week, roster watch. When sports news breaks, you'll hear it here. 104.9 The Horn, Boston's FM Sports Talk.